Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Thank you for joining me on Facebook Live. I love this opportunity to talk to you. I do it every morning at 5.55 and then on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. But today, uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, I wanted to get back to our podcast about cops. And I call this podcast, Speaking Cops Back the Blue. And I just wanted to take the time, and we've invited as many officers and their families that want to participate. Well, I'm going to turn that light off so it looks a little better uh, for you. There's no glare. Um, you know, it's important that we stand together with our brave men and women of law enforcement. And, and this podcast is really just about us talking with and about police officers and the job they do. So I wanted to spend a few minutes with you this morning uh, just to kind of lay out where I stand on this. Um, hey, Michelle, how are you? Appreciate you. Hey, Giggs. Uh, you know, and, and it's so important these days. And today, this Friday, I, um, I gave a shout out to uh, Wayne Bonfilio, uh, who's, uh, who is the new chief of police in Berlin Township, New Jersey. Berlin Township cops were our hashtag Blue Friday honorees today. Great story. I mean, really unbelievable. There was, you know, I've, I've said this before. Cops don't know what they're getting into when they get a call. And the Berlin cops were called to a domestic violence scene where the reports were a man and a woman holed up in a bedroom, woman was injured. So allegedly the boyfriend stabbed the girlfriend. I mean, the courts will figure out what exactly happened, but here's what we knew. We knew that the woman was injured and we knew that there was a guy in there who was armed and threatening. So cops show up and let me tell you something. Hey, from Indiana, Rolando, good to see you. Good to see you, Lisa. Good morning. Um, as you're all joining me, I just wanted you to know today is a special podcast designated as, uh, yeah, I love Bringhurst Meats too. It's where we get our pig every year. Um, this is dedicated to backing the blue and standing up for our men and women in law enforcement. So I want to say a couple things. Uh, first of all, let me back to this story. So you can read about it on my website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. It's under hashtag Blue Friday. And what these cops did was they kept the scene calm. They kept the neighbors away. And they were able to, within minutes of arrival, extract the injured woman from this scene and get her to medical safety. It's incredible heroism these cops put up with. And this entire thing, thank you, Ken. I appreciate the compliment on my show. Um, the entire incident happened without firing a shot. They ended up calling in the Camden County response team. These guys came in and extracted the perp and he's under arrest. He's charged with a lot of different offenses and the girlfriend, as I understand it, is going to be okay. So it's one of those things, right? That you never know as a cop. Thank you, Francisco. Appreciate you. You never know as a cop what you're getting into. And I've always said this, all the events that I've spoken at over the years with uh, law enforcement, police officers, detectives, corrections officers, all of them and everybody in between, the, the job of a police officer is a calling. The job of a police officer, thank you, Christina. Uh, I will be on Newsmax uh, every Thursday, four to five going forward. And we're working on some other things that I'll keep you posted on. Um, the job of a cop is danger, but, but here's something that I've pointed out. The job of a police officer is, it's one of the, it may be, actually I think it's the only job where the requirement is that you might have to make a decision to take someone's life. And I want you to digest that. In every other profession, people say, because people say to me all the time, oh my God, the job of a window washer is harder, right? But a window washer is not charged with a split-second decision on whether or not to take someone's life. Cops are. And the idea, the IL, I agree with you on that, Suzanne, why are professional athletes paid more than law enforcement? You know, that may be changing soon as more people move away from professional sports uh, just because they're such a bunch of prima donnas. Uh, but anyway, uh, Wayne, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, 
So, so let me get back to this. That, that think about that. That a a police officer might have to take someone's life. That's a heavy, heavy burden to carry around, knowing that it could happen at any moment when you wake up and put on that uniform and go out there on that call. So, God bless these guys, uh, Gene. Tell your husband, uh, congratulations on 24 years. I hope he enjoys his retirement uh, when he retires at the end of this year. Corrections officers don't get the credit they deserve often. Uh, our, our corrections department, let me tell you, <laughs> the men and women in corrections have a very, very hard job. And people don't realize because they don't see the heroism that takes place behind the walls. They don't see the violence that these guys prevent and the danger that they're in every day. So I'm going to come to you every month with another... Uh, recap of our Blue Friday stories and just here to back the blue and let everyone in law enforcement know that I stand with you and I stand with your unions and I stand with PBA 105 and the overall PBA, they're the corrections union. And, you know, my friend Pat Colligan with the, uh, with the, the PBA, the New Jersey State Police Men's Benevolent Association, my buddy Pete Stillianessis, who heads up the NCO uh, union for state troopers. It's so important to stand with these guys. And, and I've told people, I'm like, you know, don't let cops get caught in the crossfire of politics. And it, it often happens. It's one of the reasons why I won't be supporting Jack Cittarelli for governor. And I don't mean to make this political, but I just thought you should understand. One of my reasons is I don't think he understands that cops need to be separated out of the whole conversation of budget cuts. Uh, same thing with firefighters. You know, cops and firefighters, uh, they do the job that most people don't want to do. And, you know, it's, it's bad. And I'll tell you something. Cops are being used and abused by politicians. Uh, and, and, you know, when I looked at the state troopers being sent to Washington by the governor, whether they were requested or not, there's no reason for our state troopers to be in Washington. You know, the, the military is certainly capable of, of handling any real threat. But we all know this, that this thing has been totally blown out of proportion. And sadly, we have a young woman who was killed inside the Capitol building. I don't know who shot her. You can see this guy in the video. Um, you know, cops sometimes make mistakes. And the system is set up that a cop that does something like that is going to get in trouble. And that's okay. Because... The average run-of-the-mill normal cop out there would never do something like that. It's the same thing that happened in, in Minnesota, right, with the George Floyd thing. So what, what gets lost in the conversation is that guys like me who stand up for cops at every turn, I'm willing to stand up and say, look, this guy made a mistake and, and he's going to have to suffer the consequences. The problem is the left does the exact same thing with cops that they're now doing with Trump supporters. Right. So Trump supporters is being are being labeled as they're all violent. Right. Because of the actions of a few, which we now learn from the FBI. Uh, this was planned online. The violence last week at the Capitol. And not only was it planned, but there were known Antifa members. One one uh, Black Lives Matter leader is under arrest. So we, we know that. But they do the same thing with cops, don't they? A cop gets in trouble for one thing. Maybe he was right. Maybe he was wrong. Maybe it was taken out of context. Uh, but let the justice system do what it does. Before the justice system is even allowed to work on behalf of that cop or the victim and find out what the truth is, the media piles onto the cops and acts like they should be guilty until proved innocent. Guys, that's not how our society works. And nobody knows that more. Nobody knows that more 
than police officers. So God bless our police officers, uh, whether they are detectives or working in the prosecutor's office or they are corrections officers uh, in the sheriff's department. And, and to all of you in leadership, stop politicizing our police. I've said this um, many, many times about my disappointment with the superintendent of the state police, Pat Callahan. I think he has allowed the state cops to be politicized at the whims of Gerbeer Graywall, our attorney general, and Governor Murphy. And, and that's not right. So don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't let police officers be politicized. Police officers are there to keep law and order. And I've said this to my cop friends, and, and let me tell you, you guys know this, they, they all agree. Cops have discretion. They use discretion. They use discretion when they don't bust up that loud noise party complaint. They use that discretion when they pull you over for speeding, um, for going 79 in a 65, and they give you a break. They need to do the same thing, and most of them are doing it with regard to this ridiculousness about masks and everything else. So cops need to use their discretion, and most of them are. And I have to tell you, you know, the very first thing we need to be doing is backing our men and women in blue. That's the very first thing we need to do. You cannot have prosperity until you have peace on the streets. And you can't have peace on the streets unless you have qualified, trained uh, police officers who are ready to do the job. I was telling the story the other day about when uh, uh, Cory Booker was mayor of Newark, he reduced the size of the police force and things got bad. And then even though I'm not a fan of Roz Baraka, who is the new mayor of Newark, uh, but I was a fan until he got into this ridiculous COVID stuff. But I will tell you, I will tell you, uh, Anthony Ambrose, who heads up the Newark Police Department, uh, these guys have really turned that city around. Now it's gotten bad because of all the COVID rules and the busting up of normal activities. Um, but, you know, that is something, that is something that, that we are working on. And I know most police officers want no part of this aggressive COVID response. Police officers in Texas and Florida are being tasked with doing what police officers do, and that is busting up real crimes, going after real criminals. But, but, not in New Jersey, they're being abused. And I wanted to use this platform to speak out on behalf of our cop friends and say, they're the heroes in our community. Nothing can get done unless you have qualified, dedicated men and women that wanna wear the uniform and take the risk to their life and safety on behalf of the rest of us. And that's what cops are doing. God bless them all. I appreciate everything that you all do. And for those of you on this podcast, um, uh, who have police officers in your family, I know you take the ride with them every shift. I know that moms and dads, sisters, brothers, husbands, wives, the minute they leave for that shift, you're praying in your head that they come back alive and they come back safely. You're, you're living the shift with them. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Um, you know, cops are there for us. Giggs makes a great point uh, that people don't realize a lot of cops are ex-military and they do have a lot of discipline. Let me tell you something. Think about those Berlin Township cops not firing a shot and extracting a, an armed man without violence on their own part. That's a huge thing. Think about that. And I wanted to also point this out. We've had seven months or more of violence from Antifa, Black Lives Matter, uh, all in the name of social justice, all supported by Graywall, all supported by the governor. Uh, the governor in New Jersey marched with these uh, Black Lives Matter protests. And although they were peaceful in New Jersey, 
they've never been held accountable for the violence that happened across the country. Now, I wrote an article yesterday on the three reasons why I think President Trump uh, failed. His presidency was a failure at the end grade because of three things that he did. You can read about that on my website, but I want to talk about the one that involves law enforcement today. We had what could only be labeled an insurrection in Seattle, not in Washington. The Washington uh, incursion into the Capitol was just a bunch of radicals that pushed their way through. And in some cases, the door was opened and the gates were open. So there's a lot more to that story. The important thing is this, that in Seattle, we had something called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This was set up by a bunch of radical leftist, communist, anti-American cop haters that literally took a six block area in Seattle and prevented police and firefighters and EMTs from coming in. And people died. People died as a result of this. And what happened is they burned down the police precinct. One of the reasons why, one of the reasons why President Trump failed is instead of politicizing and taking to Twitter to talk about what happened there, immediately he should have sent the troops in. I would have mobilized one of the local military forces and sent them in within two hours of getting the call that they had burned down the police station. Would have taken two hours, the 101st Airborne, the 82nd Airborne, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the U.S. Marines, you name it, they would have been on the ground and that would have been stopped within a few hours. Police officers should not be, should not be subject to military-style events. That's not what their training is for. Uh, Mark Cosgrove uh, is politicizing this conversation. Hey, Mark, lighten up. Nobody's making an excuse for criminals that broke the law, but don't disparage every person because of their political view. It's the same thing that Black Lives Matter doesn't want done to their group. Black Lives Matter says, well, don't disparage us and our entire movement because a couple radicals burned down some cities. A fair point. Not all people that go to Black Lives Matter rallies are violent criminals. Most of them, in fact, are very peaceful and they do have a cause that we're in America, whether you agree or disagree, they deserve to be heard. Same thing with Trump supporters, same thing with Biden supporters, etc. That said, that said, we have a false narrative and nobody knows the false narrative in the media more than police officers. They have been uh, shut down and hurt over years of abuse from the media where the media would take one bad instance, something that optically looked terrible even if the cop was justified, and they would use that to disparage all police officers. Let me tell you something. Some of you have uh, said on here that police officers need um, uh, need more training. No, they don't. No, they don't. The police officers in our country are some of the best trained people around. And if you look at the New Jersey State Police, you look at our police forces across New Jersey, especially some of the best trained people that we have protecting us. It's not about training. It's about getting politics out of policing. And if there's any takeaway from this conversation on hashtag back the blue, our speaking cops podcast, it is that cops need to be left out of the political discussion. Cops should also not be subject to the necessary budget cuts that have to take place in a million other places before you talk about police officers. And one of the things that Republicans always talk about is limiting what a town can spend on raises, etc. Cops should not be limited in the earnings that they make if the town wants to pay them. So stop 
politicizing police budgets. Uh, a lot of the fake news media outlets do it out there. NJ.com does it all the time. They always are critical of police officers. They always come after them. And it's time for us to stand up, respect police officers, and stand up for real people who support us and support our communities. And they are police officers. Remember this. There is a thin line between civilization and savagery. And that line is blue. Uh, Eric Boinkin is trying to be a provocateur on here saying we don't give any attention to black lives lost. Eric, I'll address you directly. Where there is the highest level of violence tend to be minority dominant areas in our cities. Newark is a good example. Camden is a good example. Trenton is a good example. And the fact that in New York City last year, 88% of the victims were people of color and 90% of the accused perps were people of color. So don't tell me that this is cop violence that's causing the death of minorities. It's not. It's gang violence. It's drug violence. It's violence in the cities. And you will not stop that murder rate, that, those killings, by disarming your cops and taking them out. Here's another scary stat. Do you know that the murder rate has gone up everywhere? 39% in New York, 39% in Philadelphia, 94% in Milwaukee. Think about that. The murder rate is skyrocketing in our cities because of the lockdown. You wanna stand with cops? and the lockdown. You want to stand with cops and the mask mandates and all the other absurdity because cops have better things to do than tell you to put your mask up over your nose. As a matter of fact, if you look at the science, and I've written about this, I actually wrote about it today, um, Friday, here we are, Friday, January 15th, if you're tuning into this podcast later, uh, I wrote about the absurdity of mask mandates, the fact that cops should not be involved in that, and we need to build that bridge between police officers and community. We need to go back to teaching our children to respect law enforcement. We need to go back to teaching our kids that we can only have prosperity in our capitalist economy if we have cops willing to put down the bad guys and make sure that they don't disrupt our lives and our livelihood. It breaks my heart. Hey. Hey, Joanne, how are you? Good morning. You have a great weekend, too. Uh, it breaks my heart that uh, when I went and toured Newark and I, I walked through the South Ward, you know, because I asked uh, my buddy Anthony Ambrose, where was the last murder? I want to go to that area. And I did. And uh, when I went to Curly Shoeshine in, uh, in the South Ward, uh, it was heartbreaking to see that there was a school not too far away. And they talked about how much violence happened on the street until the cops were increased and put on foot patrol in those communities. Cops are there to keep the community secure. They are really the glue that keeps us together. And we need that. We need that and we need to stand with them and support them. So a lot of changes need to happen. Um, uh, yes, Mark, I agree that, that the right to carry is important. I think we should have the right to carry. I think it should be reciprocal. Uh, I am a proud gun owner. I am, you know, I've trained my kids how to shoot. My wife is probably the best shot in the family. And I'll tell you, I, you know, the fact that I am licensed to carry a firearm in 30 states, that I'm trained, that I'm a former U.S. Marine, how, how am I not legally allowed to carry a firearm? As a matter of fact, it would be safer for society if guys like me who are trained and are disciplined and know how to handle a firearm, I grew up on it, learned to shoot when I was 12 years old, my dad taught me, um, if we were armed in public to prevent threats. There's nothing wrong with that. And not only that, protecting yourself and your own life. So 
Anyway, that's a debate that's going to go uh, uh, long into the future. Now with Biden in the White House and the Democrats solid, solidly in charge of the House and Senate, you're not going to see any movement on the reciprocal right to carry. It'll be proposed, but it's not going to go anywhere. Okay, enough of that. Bottom line, back the blue, stand with our men and women in uniform, corrections officers, sheriff's departments, prosecutors, local cops, FOP, PBA, all of them. State troopers, all of them. They deserve our praise. They deserve our admiration. Don't forget, the cops are not only putting their lives on the line for us, but they are charged. They are charged with the decision of potentially taking a life. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for that comment. Appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, Peggy. They are charged with the potential of taking a life in split seconds. So, we got to honor the men and women in blue. And as long as I have a microphone, I can tell you to all the cops out there listening right now, to all the families of cops out there listening, don't be distracted by the people calling for you to be trained more and this, that, and the other thing. Most people don't know what they're talking about. Cops, uh, for the most part, are well-trained. Cops are strong and fearless, and they are there for us, and they are going to make that split decision to protect our communities. Cops are the good guys. Let's not forget that. Guys, I got to go. Thank you for joining me. A couple of things. Um, First, follow me on all different social media. I don't know when I'm going to be banned from Twitter. I'm sure it's going to come eventually in Instagram, but I'm at Bill Spadia on Twitter. I am also at Bill Spadia on a new site called Connect Zing. Find me there. Connect with me also on LinkedIn. Follow me on Instagram. Michelle, you have a good weekend too. And I reactivated my website. It's BillSpadia.com. Right now, it feeds to my show page, which is nj1015.com slash BillSpadia. Go there this weekend. Read the articles. Please, please, please take some talking points away from my articles about why we need to fight hard to take our state and our country back. Take away the talking points about why it's important to back the blue at every turn. Take away the talking points because I link to all the science and the research and the testimonials and all the people that that are, are out there smarter than many of us, educated people, Stanford, Harvard, Oxford, all saying the same thing that back up my opinions on the show. So don't go it alone, guys. Don't go it alone. Stand with your police officers. Respect the cops. If you do something wrong and you get in trouble, respect the cop. He's just doing his job, okay? But for the cops out there, please, do what you've been doing. Continue to use that discretion with this mask nonsense and distance and all the other junk science that's out there. None of it, none of it stops the virus from spreading. We know that. Cops know it. The politicians know it, too. The politicians are just using this to gain more power, gain more money. Um, And yes, I I agree, Jacqueline, and cops do respect people. That's why they do what they do. Don't ever forget, cops are our husbands, wives, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters. That's who they are. Neighbors, co-workers, colleagues, that's who they are. So stop dehumanizing cops. They are there for us. I back the blue, and I hope you do too. All right, you can check out all of my podcasts on iTunes and Google Play. And always check on the website, nj1015.com slash billspadia. And you can scroll down and see all my podcasts that are up and uh, everything else that, uh, that I have to say and write about. This conversation continues. And thankfully, uh, Town Square and New Jersey 101.5, my employers, are backers of free speech. So I have a microphone, and I will continue to use it. 
to speak out for law enforcement, to speak out for truth, to speak out for common sense, and to get us through this absurdity that we're go- that's going on right now. Today marks day 306 of 15 days to stop the spread. It is time to reopen everything, and that's the best way we can support our law enforcement. We've got to make sure the laws reflect American culture and American society and American neighborhoods. All right, guys, have a great weekend. I will, uh, I'll see you on the other side. Monday is coming. Remember, I'm on Facebook Live at 5.55. Thank you, Becky. Have a great weekend. Uh, all of you, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the time with your friends and family. Have a happy super spreader weekend. I'll see you Monday on Facebook Live at 5.55. And of course, on the show, 6 to 10 a.m. on New Jersey 101.5. Take care, guys.